Thank you for listening to the Martinis and the Macabre podcast. This show contains graphic content and explicit language and is intended for adults. Listener discretion is advised. reached 5,000 downloads last night. That's awesome. That is awesome. We appreciate you guys so much for all the support, the downloads, the sharing. Please keep it up. Tell everyone you know about us if you think just by chance they might like us. Have somebody listen to it that's easily offended too because it's always fun to watch <laughs> that, that triggered look on their face. It's always a gift. Yeah, if they they take the headphones off and throw them at you, we did something good. Yeah. (laughs) Tell them you're offended because they're offended. Watch their fucking head explode. It'll be great. It'll be good times. We're all about good times. Oh, and thanks to everybody on Twitter for following us. We're getting a lot of followers lately. Yes, you can find us on Twitter at martini underscore macabre. And you can also find a lot of other podcasts through us because we've been having a lot of interaction with some of them so networking yeah so find us there martini underscore macabre if you want to find us on facebook or instagram it's martinis and the macabre you can always come to our website martinis and the macabre.com and listen and download straight from there if you'd like okay (laughs) something funny happened today so as you know i started a new i didn't start a new job i got transferred to another store managing another liquor store and um the person that was in charge of it before she put in her two weeks she left on good terms and everything and you have customers coming in and saying where's she where's mary where's mary i said oh she's she's gone you know and i (laughs) walked out i walked out today this guy i walked out of like the back room into the front you know Uh and a guy turned and looked at me he said where's mary at i said oh she's gone her last day was saturday i said i'm billy and he said hey billy God damn, look at you. I said, what? And he said, you look like you could hunt bears with a fucking stick. I said, what? He said, you're goddamn huge. <laughs> I started laughing. He was like, you know, I've been to a lot of crossroads in my life. I'm glad I didn't see you at one of them. <laughs> I suppose that's a compliment. I said, yeah, so thank you. I'm so nice. I'm so I'm such a nice guy. See, now I, on the other hand, have had people say they don't want to tangle with me just because I have resting bitch face. Yeah, well, I like your wrestling bitch face. It affects us all. Please share so we can have a vigil. Solidarity. Hashtag International Bitch Face Day. Yeah. Every day there's an international fucking day for something. Yeah. The other day it was like National Puppy Day, and then the next day it was like National Best Friend Day. and That's stupid. Because your best friend's supposed to be every day. Oh, God. Oh, God. I love you, best friend. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh. Although although recently there was a they did pass the um, like National Vietnam Veterans Day that was like two days ago, oh. which started here. From what I hear, it was pushed forward uh, from Indiana. Cool. Or it was presented by Indiana, and it took this long for them to say, "Okay, it's a national, it's a national day." 
Sorry, didn't mean to step on you there. If I don't say it, I'll forget. It's all right. You don't care about what I have to say. I like you. You're cool. All I was going to say is welcome to Martinis in the Macabre podcast where we drunkenly discuss morbid murders, mysteries, and mayhem. And my voice sounds evil. I've got a little bit of laryngitis, people, so bear with me. <laughs> my name's Erica, joined here by my wonderful husband, Billy. I'm Billy. He's Billy. He doesn't have laryngitis, but he can fight bears with sticks. Hunt. Hunt bears with sticks. Like hunt bears with sticks. I'm sorry, I misspoke. From what I'm told. Apparently I'm a big guy, so don't misspeak again. Right, right. I'll put you through a wall. <laughs> Well, I'm so gentle. What a way to start off this night. I'm actually adorable. <laughs> Tonight we've got a good gory one for you. We're covering one from our neighbors up north in Canada again. This is we the seem to third. Have a, yeah. Third one, yeah. Yeah. Well, the first one was just straight up fucking weird. Yeah. Well, he came from Canada, but he died here. Yeah. So that was like a, a conjoined effort. That's an odd duck. Between us and the Canadians. I think throughout our <laughs> podcasting career, I'm going to be referring to Blair damn near every other episode. Yeah. That's one. Wow. I don't even want to get down that road again. I kind of do. Like on our one year anniversary, we should revisit the episode. Yeah. Play, play I don't the think old we'll one. have any more insight. Play the, play the old <laughs> one and insert new audio or even take a trip. Take like a road trip with a digital recorder to the parking lot. Like this is where he died, and you know, that'd be cool. And then we get found in a parking lot. Yeah, let's do it. Because it was Tennessee. That's actually wouldn't be road too far trip. of a drive. No, we could do it in a day and a half. But no, not Blair tonight. Tonight we're talking about Luca Magnata or the Butcher of Montreal. Luca Magnata sounds like the villain in a Superman movie. Yeah, yeah, could be. In real life, though, he's a Canadian murderer, convicted of killing and dismembering Jun Lin, a Chinese international student, and then mailing his severed limbs to federal party offices and elementary schools. That's a big gap. Those two different, like, really different things, you know. And he videotaped the murder and subsequent mutilations and violations done to the body. And then he posted it on an internet gore site. Because, you know, all that other stuff just wasn't enough. I think of that emoji, that 100 that's underlined twice. That's what he did. <laughs> go big or go home. <laughs> he went 100. Gonna be a monkey, might as well be a gorilla. That's what, that's, I'm telling you. <laughs> if you're gonna be a monkey, be a gorilla. You know, I just, it just gets me that federal party offices and elementary schools. Mm-hmm. It's like so different. I think he was going for just shock value because there wasn't any real purpose to him sending them there other than just to make himself known. Yeah. So. Kind of makes you scared to just open mail anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you might find a body part. It's always somebody sending out body parts or something, you know, and or horrible letters or horrible, like, Polaroids. And not like letters like, I think we should see other people, but like, I have your kid. Like... It goes all the way back to, like, Jack the Ripper when they delivered, like, what? A piece of a liver or some shit? I think it was a kidney. A kidney? Don't open mail, guys. Yeah, I think it was a kidney. Yeah. Maybe he took some of his je ne sais quoi from Jack the Ripper. That sounds like a 
French dish. I don't know. French Canadian dish. Je ne sais quoi sounds like a French gravy. Hmm. Similar to au jus. Ooh. Ooh. Bless you. <laughs> so, of course, a little bit of history about Mr. Magnata. He was actually not born Luca Magnata. That would have been so fucking cool. <laughs> no. He was born Eric Clinton Kirk Newman on July 24th, 1982 in Scarborough, Toronto. See, he has like four names, so you know he's he's fucked up. Yeah, I just imagine a, a little boy pushing his glasses up on his nose because they keep sliding down. I picture tired parents yelling at him. <laughs> Eric, Clint, Kirk, do it, clean your room. You know, by the time they got to like the second syllable of the third name, he was already in the room with them. Mm -hmm. What, Mom? He was the oldest of three kids. His parents divorced when he was young, and he later went to live with his grandmother. He was homeschooled for a period of time, but he did attend high school at I.E. Weldon Secondary School in Lindsay for at least two years. Former classmates and teachers recall that he was preoccupied with his looks and changed his hair color often. And even though he was homeschooled, he didn't get valedictorian. Yeah, you notice they didn't say he was a nice guy. Oh, he was a quiet guy. He was really friendly. He helped out. No, they remembered him because he was obsessed with his looks. Have you always been obsessed with your looks? Like, I mean... I have. Like, seriously, people say to me all the time, even when I was a teenager, they're like, oh, you're completely vain all you do is like stare in the mirror if you walk by a mirror all you do is like glance and look at it you know when you're in a restaurant you just like take like a your, like your spoon just like do a little like look in it and you know try to like check and see if you're okay and a lot of my friends and family have been saying you know what you're obsessed with it you're just so obsessed with how you, how you look and so obsessed with your cosmetic surgeries that we don't understand this you know we don't just don't understand you're becoming somebody completely different and that's also a bad thing just in general. To somebody that's obsessed with their looks, there's, it's like being obsessed with money. No matter how much money you have, there's always somebody out there who has more. So no matter how many times you walk by a mirror and stop and look at it and make sure you look good, trust me, somebody out there thinks somebody else is more attractive. So like mm -hmm. you're never going to look the best that you're ever going to... I mean, I don't know how to put it. Your hair color is never going to be the, the way you want it. That You're always going to want more. Mm-hmm. And bottom line, once you're dead, none of that matters. No. Does not matter what you look like. I'm going to be a pretty corpse. <laughs> cutie corpse. Hashtag cutie corpse. So between 2002 and 2003. <laughs> hashtag International Best Friends Day. Hashtag cutie corpse. <laughs> wow. That put escalated up, quickly. Put them both in the same. <laughs> yeah. Put them both in the same one. In the same post to see what your best friend says about that shit. <laughs> so between 2002 and 2003, Eric began stripping at a nightclub in Toronto, and by 2003, he had already appeared in two pornos, in both of which he was portraying a straight man turned gay. You know, I wanted, I'm going to end up making fun of Canada again, not because of porn, but um, do you think like after after they come, they're like, oh, sorry. But I, I will make a joke because it's, I believe it's Canada where they have to, in their porn industry, a certain percentage of like their porn actors mm -hmm. have to be Canadian. They have to be Canadian, Isn't yeah. it like 17% or something? Yeah, I forget the acronym, but it's like the Canadian FCC. 
uh, like twenty like twenty five percent of their viewing or networking has to be Canadian. And that's just so funny. We want to keep our porn actors homegrown. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean why? Isn't there something else you'd like to have a you know specified amount of to you know show some pride in your country? If, if anybody's adverse to porn. There's one thing that you can't say is you can't say they're not patriotic. <laughs> they're fucking patriotic. <laughs> they like their porn stars. And they sh- they shatter they shatter stereotypes. Um cuz you know the whole stereotype of Canadians is like, you know, like wrapped up in always cold or playing hockey. No. I've seen Canadian porn same as any other porn. No. They don't look like that. <laughs> they look like us. Yep. We all look the same once we're naked. What? Well, you're right. <laughs> Luca Magnata would disagree. He mm. always went. He always kept pushing. Yeah. So, uh, after appearing in the two pornos, he went on to perform at least two more pornos in the next year. One was as a man named Jimmy, an alias he would continue to use at times. He had an alias for the name that he made up for the four names that he had. Well, at this point, he was still Eric Clinton Kirk Newman. Oh. (laughs) In 2004, Eric befriended a 21-year-old woman with the mental capacity of an 8- to 12-year-old and convinced her to apply for credit cards. He then racked up 10,000 in unpaid bills and was charged with fraud. But she probably had fun. (laughs) I'm sure he did. I don't know about her. You know, I just hope in all the money that he spent, like, he got her, like, a Dr. Seuss book or like a coloring book or something. She's <laughs> something out of it. Oh, God. <laughs> I do not like my credit score, Sam. I am. <laughs> oh, she doesn't know what credit score is. She didn't know his four names. <gasps> are you Eric? Are you Clinton? Are you Kirk? Are you Newman? Are you Jimmy? Who are you? He probably gave her a fake name, I bet. Probably. Well, you wouldn't have to do it that hard because it's a woman with the mental capacity of like an eight-year-old. You could just say anything. I'm Lou. Hi, Lou. Yeah. Police initially alleged that he sexually assaulted the woman and videotaped it, but the Crown dropped the charges before he went to trial, which may have changed the course of his life immensely had he actually been convicted of the sexual assault. Maybe none of this would have happened. Now, what you guys don't know... From my independent research, Billy Pendant research, he got her in a van because he made this awesome dessert where he rolled out the dough with maple syrup. You gotta have maple syrup. It's Canada. Oh my god! And and candied pecans and candied bacon, and he rolled it up and made like little cinnamon rolls. After that, it's done. You're done. Was there a YouTube video involved? Yeah. How are you gonna learn how to make it? You see. <laughs> You see on Facebook, it's it was like an overhead view of the of the process of cooking it. You're looking for a woman with the mindset of a child? Look no further. Oh my god. Head down to Walmart, pick up your accoutrement. That's gravy. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, you're gonna have to go back a few episodes where Billy had a weird, funny dream. Yeah. At the end of the dream it was really funny. <laughs> Come on, get in the van. No! Oh my god! <laughs> hey, you see him like this, like look at the camera, like he puts his arm on the door. He's like, 
Oh, what mm. do I do now? This is my third time. <laughs> They're never going to see my glass dildo. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're so awful. A... Because they're Canadian. Yeah, I got it. Okay. <laughs> so, since he didn't have the... Uh... I fucked you all up with the van and the... Yeah, you did. <laughs> all this while our son Nugget is asleep and Caillou is playing on TV. I can hear Caillou right it's now. It's disturbing. Canada's invading. Yeah, I'm cool with it. So, since he wasn't charged with a sexual assault... He ended up just pleading guilty to four counts of fraud in 2005. Before sentencing, his lawyer showed the court medical records, citing that Eric had, quote, significant psychiatric issues. Madam Justice Lauren Marshall made a stern warning while issuing his sentence. Quote, you have a medical problem and you need to always take medication. If you do not, your life is going to get messed up. Yeah. That's the understatement of the decade. Man, you know how many people on trial would be so happy if that's all the judge said? Yeah, like, don't do that. Hey, I'm watching you. Stop. Uh-huh. You think he did? she did that thing where, like, the most judges do with, like, teenagers? You know, they're like, don't let me catch you in my courtroom again. <laughs> Probably. He get ended- out of here, you scamp. <laughs> he ended up only receiving nine months of community service and 12 months of probation. He continued to appear in low-level porn films in 2005 and appeared in Fab Magazine, which is a gay bi-weekly in Toronto. He was on the, quote, Fab Boy page, listed as Jimmy, an aspiring homicide detective from Russia. Jimmy's all over the fucking place. In 2006, Eric met Barbie. Of course he did. A transgendered woman. Of course it was. And a relationship formed. Of course it did. Now I'm just saying, of course. <laughs> Barbie recalls that Eric, quote, wanted to be famous one day and asked her to take pictures of him all the time. Several months later, Barbie broke up with him. And that summer, he legally changed his name to Luca Rocco Magnata. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, every time you say it, there should be like a guitar riff. <laughs> In 2007, Luca filed for bankruptcy, citing, quote, illness, lack of employment, and insufficient income to pay off debts as the cause. You know what my cause would be? I ain't got it. I'm broke as shit. (laughs) Dirt poor. That's all I'd write on there. Check my financial records. If you find some money, let me know. (laughs) I'd be fucking shocked. But he was reportedly getting multiple plastic surgeries, which ain't cheap. He continued to try and make a name for himself, though. He auditioned for the reality show Cover Guy that summer and is quoted as telling the judges, quote, Some people say I'm devastatingly good-looking. Zoolander, anybody? Blue Steel. Blue Steel? Mm. The judges didn't agree. They rejected him. <laughs> and they were like, um, no, you're not. We're going to have to shut you down now. You like your face caught fire and someone put it out with a screwdriver. <laughs> And if you, you can actually go, you can find where he auditioned for some of these things online. And you can tell at that point, he's already had some kind of plastic surgery. His skin is just too taut to be natural. So this is all during the time when he's filing for bankruptcy saying he doesn't have any money. 
So how the hell is he paying for the plastic surgeries? Hmm. I need to start doing gay porn. <laughs> I can get us out of this rut, Erica. I'm going to single-handedly save the family. Well, obviously that's false documentation if you're saying you can't afford it, but then you're paying to have your fucking eyelids snipped and skin pulled and implants and shit. Part of it I could see turning to murder because I just thought, like, if I, as a heterosexual male, did gay porn... I would go into a homicidal rage when our kids, like, break their Christmas gifts. <laughs> like, I would, like, the shit I had to go through to get you <laughs> that fucking Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> I had pink eye for a month. <laughs> the shit you had to go through. <laughs> That's really funny to me. I'd be so mad. <laughs> I'd be so mad. Like... Oh, this doesn't fit, Dad. This is stupid. I'll be like, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to fucking kill you right now. (laughs) So, in September, the Toronto Sun published a story about how Luca had dropped by the newspaper's headquarters to deny rumors circulating online that he was dating Carla Homolka, who is a convicted murderer, and she's just a whole nother episode altogether. She's just, like, the worst kind of person. You mentioned her on the Piggy Palace Good Time I love saying that. I love saying that. <laughs> yeah, she's a real fucking bitch. But, um, so they ran this article about him dropping by to deny this claim. They didn't know who the fuck he was. <laughs> they weren't already doing an article about this claim. He just wanted to make it look like, oh, well, no, 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 of course it's not true. Because it was found out later that he was the one planning the rumors around the web just so he could gather attention so that then he could go and deny the rumors to get more attention. And by doing that, he had to connect himself with someone infamous. <laughs> and the whole thing is just stupid. It's stupid. It's like in our town, we don't, who do we have like that's popular in our town? Like anything big going on? No. No. Let's say something was. Let's say... I don't know. The fucking FBI is investigating the building commissioner. Now, let's say <laughs> I say that because it's happening. And I show up at our newspaper like, listen, guys, I had nothing to do with it. And they're like, the fuck are you? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, exactly, guys. I need to deny this claim. Oh, what claim? You guys are making me look bad. <laughs> and who are you, sir? Yeah. <laughs> we never printed this claim. So, all yeah, right. Like, you can see, like, like, Luca's sitting there trying to tell everybody this, and you got that guy behind Luca who works at the newspaper looking at the person that Luca's looking at going, Who the fuck is this? Yeah, with his hands in the air. What? What is going on? You know him? <laughs> We're late for lunch. <laughs> Hurry, get him out. I saw a white panel van outside, and I heard they have desserts. <laughs> I'm going. I'm leaving you. I'm going. You talk to him. <laughs> In February of 2008, he tried out for another reality show, Plastic Makes Perfect. He stated, quote, I've had my nose done, I've had two hair transplants, and I'm planning on having muscle implants in my pecs and arms. You kind of sound like what he kind of sounds like in a way. (laughs) With my laryngitis voice, of course. What have you had done in the past? I've had my eyes done here because I used to have dark circles underneath my eyes and then was completely making me look like I was tired all the time. Um, I've had my nose done. 
I've had uh, two hair transplants, like I said before, and I'm planning on doing muscle implants in my pecs and my arms. So that just remains to be seen, but because that's pretty. You think you're a bit awesome. of an addict? <laughs> yeah, I'm, my name's Luca, and I'm a cosmetic surgery addict. But yeah, I I would say to be out to be blatantly honest, I I think that I I am. He was uh, once again rejected. But he continued to circulate internet rumors throughout 2008 about himself, then using other internet profiles to deny them. He also posted an online escort ad under the name Jimmy. Jimmy gets around. In 2009, Magnata met an unnamed 70-year-old man, uh, protected identity because I wouldn't want to be associated with him either, who ended up becoming his travel companion, maybe more... They traveled to Russia, Italy, and France together. Butt sex. (laughs) The man stated, quote, he walked as if he was on a stage or if he was on a ramp for modeling clothes. I'm sure this unknown man probably paid for it all because you remember, Lucas broke. So he's like constantly walking in slow motion and everybody else is walking normal speed. And just turning flamboyantly. He can't turn left. (laughs) I'm not an ambiturner. The keys to my store are on a keychain bottle opener. I think it's cute. Game on. Game on. You know what? If I don't have my body, if I don't have my looks, then I don't have any life. In 2010, things take a much darker turn. A post about the rumored relationship with Carla Homolka, likely posted by Luca himself, says, quote, Luca is unable to live unless there is chaos in his life. It makes him feel as though he matters. In the fall, he shares a video to his Facebook page titled Three Guys, One Hammer, a video of a man being viciously beaten to death. And I've seen it, and it is one of the most disturbing videos I've ever seen. And I'm a gore addict. I'm like members of gore websites and Facebook pages. I've seen all kinds of shit that's the one that really bothers me i don't want to see any of it yeah it's i'm good it's not it's not good do you want to go over what that is though um for those of you that don't want to look it up here erica could just give you a brief synopsis yeah it. it it can be found um there are and if you look for it i don't think you'll get flagged or anything like that you might fuck i don't know Oh, I'm sure I'm already on some kind of watch list. <laughs> it's basically, there were these three Russian boys, teenagers, who went around and killed people, usually bashing them with a hammer. And they tackled a guy off into the woods off the road that was riding his bike and proceeded to hit him over the head repeatedly with a hammer and stab him with a screwdriver and he makes very horrific sounds as he's dying. As one would. And it's pretty disturbing. I can watch beheadings and shit all day, but this one just kind of got to me, I think, because of the sounds the poor guy makes. And he was just a guy traveling down the road. But we, I don't know, maybe sometime down the road we'll cover those three little assholes in an episode. This made me think of something really hilarious that kind of, it just made me think of like bikes. Now, 
bikes aren't like that funny you know, when you look at. It. So, I remember, <laughs> this is way off topic. I remember a couple, not even a couple years ago, this is a while back. One of our main roads there outside of a Starbucks, there was a uh, couple cop cars and <laughs> a bike wedged underneath a car. Like a dude got hit. And he's on the side of the road and um, he's like holding his helmet and his head's down. And there's an old lady talking to the police. <laughs> I saw it and figured out immediately what happened. It was like, Ah, uh, blue hair. I <laughs> went to pull out and fucking ran over this guy. Who was taking the precautions, wearing the helmet. <laughs> well, I, I gave this guy his own personality. We like to do that. <laughs> he had we a, give people backstories. He had his own backstory. His name, to me, his name was Steve. And he just got over meth. And, <laughs> and this was the day he turned his life around. Yeah, like like the craving stopped. He went outside and went. Ah, this is, this so good to be air. alive. <laughs> this is it. I'm gonna turn everything around. Got his bike. Uh, <laughs> it's like a brand new bike he got from donations. <laughs> and he's taking it out of the garage. You know, he take it out. You hear the bike go. And he put it on his. Time to fly. <laughs> he pulled out and he got hit by a woman on her way to cataract surgery. <sighs> oh, this is funny. It was like a neon one piece he had on. Like it was the short oh. shirt. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the and the helmet was spiked in the back for like aerodynamics. Uh-huh. He was he was the real deal. Wow. Was <laughs> He's dead from overdose now. That's yeah, right. He totally <laughs> relapsed and killed a hooker. <laughs> All because Gertrude fucking bounced him off the hood of the car. Oh. Thanks, Hazel. <laughs> Uh, that's called a right turn signal, Ruby. Come on. That wasn't a speed bump, Opal. Oh, my God. Okay. Hammer. Hammer time. That made me so mad when you did that just now. Hammer time? Mm-hmm. I want to bite you. I saw that. That was a meme. It showed one of those kids, and on the top of it said hammer time. Oh, Lord. Yeah. I saw that earlier today. That's in bad taste. Yeah, well, beating a man with a hammer is in bad taste, so... Yeah, yeah I guess if that meme's gonna... It's really gonna be not anywhere. that bad in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> so... But yeah, that's the video. <laughs> so yeah, he shares the three guys one hammer on his Facebook. Very disturbing. I strongly suggest if you don't have a strong stomach, don't watch it. I have a strong stomach and I don't even like to watch it. In December, another disturbing video began circulating around discussion boards titled One Guy, Two Kittens. In the video, which I haven't seen and I refuse to search for or watch because I can't watch anything where there's violence against an animal because they are not on a human level and I just think that's completely wrong. I think it's wrong. Beating a man with a hammer is wrong too, but... But something that 
doesn't understand yeah you know a human and can't even attempt to defend itself a kitten i mean that's that's bad yeah so what i've heard described from the video is that a man with his face concealed places two kittens into a sealable bag and sucks the air out with a vacuum to suffocate them the video of course was quickly removed from youtube and animal activists went on the hunt it is believed that luca was posting as a member of the activist group under an alias the alias was jimmy (laughs) and if if they started to go astray in their hunt of the kitten killer he would try to bring them back on the right path by posting pictures from the video with the face partially unobstructed or kind of giving them clues. A $5,000 reward was uh, offered by Rescue Inc., an animal protection group, for information leading to the arrest of who they called the VKK or Vacuum Kitten Killer, which is actually kind of funny when you think about it that they, they gave them a like serial killer yeah. title. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what you're going to go by in prison, though, you know. <laughs> yeah. A founding member of the group, Joe Pan, stated, quote, It's a gateway crime, animal abuse. Once somebody starts to open that door, that's when things start to get really dangerous. I think those two kittens would fucking disagree. They got dangerous early. That's why they got put in the fucking bag. <laughs> well, you know, you always hear about serial killers. They're like bedwetters. They have head trauma, and they you know, are violent towards animals. Yeah. Those, that's kind of like the trifecta. So yeah. if he's doing that, that's considered kind of the gateway. In early 2011, another online group, the Animal Beta Project, or AB Project, began analyzing the videos frame by frame. And they claimed that furnishing and the VKK's clothing in the videos are the same ones found in other images of Magnata found on the web. The group had trouble tracking down Magnata's exact location, though. A picture of him from a cell phone that was taken in October of 2010 had a GPS locator stamp in Toronto, so they contacted the Ontario Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals with their findings. That information was then taken to the Toronto Police, who opened a file on Magnata in February, but that didn't stop him. In late November 2010 and early December 2011, a year after the original video was posted, two more were posted. The first one shows a man in a Santa hat feeding a live kitten to a python, and the second shows a kitten duct taped to a broom handle and then drowned in a bathtub. And like the first video, I refuse to watch them. I've seen screenshots, and that's all I need to see. (laughs) On December 8th, 2011, after a story was published in London's The Sun about the kitten killer, Magnata showed up at their office to deny that he had a part in the videos. (laughs) Sound familiar? (laughs) The paper had not mentioned Magnata. Nobody cared about who he was. Yeah, they had Uh. no clue. So, reporter Alex West described his behavior as highly suspicious. West wrote, quote, But behind the denials, it seemed that he was getting some sort of bizarre pleasure out of the attention. Just two days later, the Sun's offices began receiving threatening emails, believed to have been from Magnata. Quote, next time you hear from me, it will be in a movie I am producing that will have some humans in it, not just pussies. End quote. London police were notified, but stated it was out of their jurisdiction. 
<laughs> just to, just don't do nothing. Sure, somebody's going to have to die, but just don't do nothing. I'm sure he'll come back and deny he had anything to fucking do with it, and then just take him into custody. He'll do all the heavy lifting for you. Well, see, and here's the thing. He's obviously, he's got money to travel to London from Canada. He just flew all the way to fucking London to deny rumors to a newspaper. I have, I'm, it's hard for us to go to a theme park. Yeah. Man, it must be great having money. <laughs> the AB Project investigators received a tip in early 2012 that Luca might have moved to Montreal. They meticulously began searching their archives of Magnata photos, trying to find something to connect him to the city, and found one picture taken in a Montreal neighborhood. Around this time, Magnata began posting blogs about sedatives and necrophilia. Because why not? <sighs> God, he's an odd duck. So now we've come down to the murder. On May 15th and 16th, numerous references were made online to a new video titled One Lunatic, One Ice Pick, which hadn't actually been posted yet. Of course, this was Magnata just trying to build up some hype before the video was released, as he had done with previous videos. So really, on May 15th and 16th, he posted numerous references. Yes. Yeah. On May 24th, 2012, Magnata's online activity stopped for a few days, and June Lin failed to show up for work. On May 25th, a video titled One Lunatic, One Ice Pick was posted to a Gore website, which I will leave unnamed. I have seen it, and it's pretty bad, although I still think Three Guys, One Hammer is more disturbing. It shows a young male on a bed, bound, and initially alive, though he appears sedated. There is an edit, and the male is now lifeless. Someone in a purple hoodie is seen repeatedly stabbing the body with an ice pick, dismembering the body with a knife, and then acts of necrophilia. At one point, the man in the hoodie cuts off a piece of flesh using a fork and a knife, and tries to feed it to a dog. Pretty bad. Pretty yeah, rough. It, it's, it's, pretty rough. It's pretty bad. And then the next day... He showed up at June Lin's office and said he had nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen, but... He is like the epitome of attention horror. Yeah. Four days after posting the video on the 29th, staffers at the Conservative Party headquarters in Ottawa received a package in the mail containing a human foot. Don't open your fucking mail. <laughs> Ottawa police were called and later said they found a second package containing a hand. Police in Montreal confirmed they were investigating a human torso found in a garbage pile in that city. The next day, the owner of the Gore website that the video was posted to stated that after members watched the video, they identified Magnata as the killer. The police viewed the video for the first time that morning and later named Luco Rocco Magnata as their suspect. They also said that he had already been on their radar since the day before, when he was spotted on surveillance footage at his apartment and a Canada Post outlet. I was a member of this Gore site, and I left because they've had some issues with other people having to run the site because the owner has had problems, but... They're very racist. Yeah. Very conspiracy theory. You know, everybody's beneath them, and I couldn't handle that kind of drama. I'm just going there to look at the gore. I don't need your 
racist opinion on it. Yeah. <laughs> but they like to take credit for discovering that it was him. The police say no, he was already on our radar, so it's like... But sure, but I mean, they had the video. I, I could kind of get behind what the owner would, did. Like, he was... It's, I mean, it said right here, um, the owner of the Gora site, the, the video posters say that the members watched the video. And I didn't, I mean, people identified Magnata. Mm-hmm. And that was done through the guy's website. So, in my opinion, say what you want about him. And if they're assholes, try and take credit for something. Let them take credit for something. Who fucking cares? I mean, at the end of the day, the guy got caught. So, who gives a shit? Yeah. But, as much as you hate, like, the, the, the Gore website, not you, Erica, but you, audience, and Erica, why not? They, they helped. Mm-hmm. Even if it was a little bit, they did help. So, there's no denying that. Yeah, they used to be a much cooler group of people, but last couple of years, it's not been so good. But at this point, a global manhunt began for the Butcher of Montreal, and the police identified Jun Lin as the victim. He had been studying at Concordia University in Montreal and had lived there since July of 2011. Only a few days later, Magnata was arrested at a Berlin internet cafe reportedly reading stories about himself on the computer. Only stopping every couple of minutes to look in the mirror and brush his hair. Mm-hmm. And to, to duck lip. Mm. Duck lip. He invented duck lip. <laughs> While he was detained in Berlin awaiting extradition, a hand and foot were received in the mail at two Vancouver elementary schools, and they had been sent from Montreal. Magnata faced numerous charges. First-degree murder, committing an indignity to a human body, posting obscene material, mailing obscene material, and criminally harassing Prime Minister Stephen Harper and other members of Parliament. He pled not guilty on June 19th. June Lin's head was found July 2nd in a Montreal park. His trial began September 29th, 2014 and lasted 10 weeks. Luca admitted to the acts of which he was accused but claimed, quote, diminished responsibility due to mental disorders. It's a nice time to say you're fucking crazy. Yeah. Magnata did not testify. The jury deliberated eight days and found him guilty on all charges. 30 minutes. I would need 30 minutes. If that. The video itself would be like Exhibit <laughs> A. So as soon as I sat down, I'd be like, okay, let's have lunch, guys. I mean, it's on the government's dime. Let's have lunch. Let's have a good lunch, too. Order extra ranch. And then let's go say this fucker's guilty. If he can admit to what he did and said, yeah, I did that, but then is in his right mind enough to say, I know I did that and it was wrong, but it's diminished responsibility because of I'm whatever. No, you're not, because you just pretty much said, no, I know I did it, and now I want you to believe what I'm saying, even yeah. though it's not true. He would have had a better shot if he, and I'm not even being like snarky or joking around, like he probably would have had a better shot if he purposely developed a face twitch and said Jimmy did it. Yeah. That might have fucking worked out. But no, he deliberately. He's like, no, that was me. Boxed up each body part, sent <clears> it to the fucking post office and mailed it out, and then posted the video onto a gore site. Obviously, he knew what he was doing. Of course, Canada has some what I think are less than fortunate sentences. And he was sentenced to a mandatory life sentence with possibility for parole in 25 years. Yeah. I'm sorry, but Canada, come on. He needs to be put away for good. Yeah. 
He has not been charged in connection to the kitten killer videos. But the Gore website owner was charged on July 16, 2013 for posting the One Lunatic, One Ice Pick video. The charge was for, quote, corrupting morals, a rarely used obscenity charge, despite the fact that members were able to identify the murderer. Yeah, I don't think that's fair. No. He pleaded guilty and was sentenced to a six-month conditional sentence, which is when I said someone else had to take over the site, yada yada. Um, I think that whole thing is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's like a free speech type of, I mean, to me, but it's Canada, Canada's different, but it's like, what, what are you trying to hide? Like, there are bad people in Canada, there are bad people in America, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, it's it posting gory things it. doesn't corrupt morals and it's not like he was going out and putting up big billboards <clears throat> with gory pictures on them that's like saying we're <laughs> we're corrupting morals that, yeah you know well by doing we this be. podcast oh maybe <laughs> yeah he just kicked the meth habit and just decided this is it you know and you can actually look up <laughs> how posh luca is living right now in his prison they're allowed to wear whatever clothes they want they can have like tvs and radios he's got pictures taped up all over his walls he's got pictures of him and his jail buddies together so obviously they can have cameras yeah he has no problems whatsoever in prison he basically i believe actually in one letter that he sent to someone said it's basically like having a spa without you know, having to pay the bill. He could sit out in the sun and tan. Man. Yeah. So well, that's a lot of punishment. Yeah, he's not really being punished very well. And the fact that he could possibly be out in 25 years. Hmm. Kind of shitty. Kind of scary. Yeah. But that's what they do in Canada. Everybody has the potential for parole in 25 years, I think. Yeah, that's... You need to go over that shit and go through it with a fine-tooth comb and rewrite some shit. Yeah, the whole diminished responsibility thing is what gets me. No, because, you know, if you're drunk or on drugs, you still chose to ingest that, to put that stuff in your body, which led to whatever it is that you did. So, no, it's not diminished responsibility. Nobody held you down and made you chug that 24-pack of Budweiser. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would always feel bad like um, at my old store. You know, I, I there was times I would pull up and we opened pretty early, and you would see people outside waiting, and some of them had like the shakes and stuff. You know, and for a while I felt really bad. I'm like, God, that's gotta be awful. But then I thought, yeah, nobody put a gun in their head. They're mm-hmm. they're they're their best thinking, their best logic got them right there outside of that door. So yeah. Do it to yourself. Can't feel too bad, really. Mm-hmm. And I sound, and I feel like I sound like a monster saying it, but I would expect the same if if, if I got to where I have to have a drink at eight thirty in the morning. I would, I would, I would look at myself in the mirror and be like, "What did you do to yourself?" You know. But mm-hmm. everybody's different. And his addiction was being the center of everyone's attention. Man, just forcing it too. At the fucking newspaper. <laughs> Yeah. That's funny to me. That's funny. Hi, welcome. Can I help you? Uh, I had nothing to do with And he <laughs> like, strolls what? in like he's a model on a runway. 
<laughs> I had nothing to do with this. I am not connected to her. <laughs> like, who? Who are you? Who are you talking about? <laughs> Why are you glaring at me like that? <laughs> He's so... Bleh. Every movement he has to make is like... Like, everything he does is like one of those 1990s Old Navy commercials. <laughs> Sassy! Cool! <laughs> I forgot about this. Yeah. His every movement is like West Side Story. Oh. That's nice. Yeah, like every time he walks in, she's like John Woo. He walks into a building and there's like two doves that just fly out. <laughs> he just keeps two doves in his coat at all times. Nicol- just in case. Nicholas Cage is there for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Cage just happens to be in every room Luca Magneto walks into with two doves. And a fog machine. Yeah. <laughs> of course I feel bad for the victim June Lin but um, something I thought of is I would hate for because not only was he the victim but his body scarred people you know what I mean could you imagine after you die your foot is going to fuck up somebody's life forever yeah I feel bad for the parents Yeah, kid comes all the way overseas Trying to what is education. to what is really described as the most peaceful place in the yeah. fucking world, and to think that something this horrible could just randomly happen to your kid when they're just going to college. Yeah, it's got to be awful. I feel really bad for the parents. Yeah. Now that we've brought the podcast to a standstill, <laughs> you know they have to be like, man, if it rained pussy, I'd get hit in the face with a dick. <laughs> just. <laughs> Really? Send him to Canada and this happened? That's does your God, choice does God of hate analogies. Us? Does God hate us? How did this happen? I understand if you send... <laughs> I understand if you sent... Oh, sorry, June Lin to, like, Detroit. Sure, you might want to rethink sending him there. To fucking, like, Montreal or Ottawa or Saskatchewan or other Canadian place that I don't know... You think, sure, go there. It'd be great. Damn. Boop, 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 boop. Not even get shot. Just got worked over with a fucking ice pick and a fork and a knife. Ugh. Yeah, I I remember this story from when it first started. and I, I was, don't. I was surprised that it didn't make such a big headline just around the world in general just because of how grisly i mean to watch well you don't actually see the murder but to watch the dismemberment and necrophilia and somebody willingly posted this like from the murder's perspective i would think it would be something that everyone knows about but surprisingly it's not i didn't know yeah i had to school billy on it that's his Billy Pen. What is it? Billy Pendant Research? Yeah, Billy Pendant Research. Billy Pendant Research is me going, hey, look at this guy. And I'm like, <laughs> what the what? <laughs> oh, hell no. Watch this on YouTube. Read this. <laughs> so, after Billy brought this whole horrible experience to a close with his talk of steak, we do have to do our thank yous, our shout outs, our house cleaning. Gotta thank purpleplanet.com, jewelbeat.com, and pond5.com for all of the music and sound effects you've heard this episode. 
except for the sound you're going to hear at the end, which is the sound of our son's music. Phaser765, you can find him on SoundCloud and YouTube. He makes awesome music, and he makes gaming videos and reviews, stuff like that on YouTube. Check him out. Um, yeah, he's uh, right now in the middle of building a computer, but for school, his project is he has to make the uh, model of the solar system. And he's like, "Can you can you help me with that?" And I'm like, "Sure, I'll help you with that." And I'm thinking, "I gotta blow it. I got I gotta knock it out of the park because I gotta impress my kid. I gotta be like, I gotta like really blow it out of the water to be like, this is something that a kid building a computer would be like, wow. So I have a feeling he's just gonna pat me on the head and be like, "That's real nice, Dad. That's really sweet. <laughs> and then he'll make like a hologram. Yeah, good job, Dad. Yeah, look at that. What is that? Is that styrofoam balls painted? It wouldn't even be painted styrofoam balls. It would just be a white ball that says Jupiter. I would just write Jupiter on it. Just a wad of gum. You know what I heard? Speaking of Jupiter, I heard, I forget where I heard it. I think it might have been Neil deGrasse Tyson. That big storm, uh-huh. that spot, uh-huh. is over. Been over for years. But it's taking this long for us to see, for it. Us to see it. Crazy, huh? Mm-hmm. Just like the stars we see that are already dead. Kind of like, see, and that makes me think... Um, Aliens that are watching us, they're not seeing us. They're seeing dinosaurs, which is why they haven't visited us. Hmm. Right? Interesting. And I, I forget who, I want to say it was Stephen Hawking, but maybe not, but it was somebody that's smarter than me. And <laughs> he had a great theory, but it's a theory that he got shot down immediately, but nobody has any evidence on whether or not it should be shot down. He said the... the um, the universe, the cosmos and all that stuff uh-huh. is still expanding and still building and all that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And that we are alone. We are, we're the first ones. And we, time hasn't like evolved enough to where there's other worlds yet. They're still being made. It's just ours is the first one. And we're sitting here going, well, where's everybody else? And his whole point was, there is no anybody else. If anything... We're going to be the ones who's going to discover another world that's just starting out, and we're going to invade it. We're worried about people or aliens invading us. We're going to be the invaders. We are the aliens. Yeah, because we're, like, to him, he's like, we're the first ones to be, we're the first living matter to be made from the Big Bang. To be an evolved intelligence. Yeah. And everybody's like, that's stupid, but he's like, prove me wrong. And they're like, well, can't. Yeah, when it comes to space, there isn't a whole lot you can prove. Yeah. There's just too much out there. Just Creepy. Scary. Ugh, it gives me a pit yeah. in my stomach. Just ugh, thinking a lot of ugh, shit. how small we are. I don't like it. Like that movie Contact? Mm-hmm. That bitch just like flying around the world. Literally. That's scary. Oh my god, that's an understatement. But <laughs> to turn around and see like Portugal... Under you. That's scary as shit. Oh my god. Okay. Good talk. Uh, I already told you guys about where to find us on Facebook and Instagram, Martinis and Macabre, Twitter, Martini underscore Macabre. Visit our website, martinisandthemacabre.com. Geeky clothing is down for now, but I'm working on that. That's happening. <laughs> please, please, please. If you like us, if you don't like us, if you're listening, spread the word, man. 
tell people about us, spread our audience by word of mouth, rate and review us. That way we can spread our audience through our ratings. Give us some feedback. Let us know what we're doing that you like, that you don't like. Any suggestions um, for topics uh, or changes in format. Um, I know at least one person liked the mini-sode. Um, let us know if you like that idea too. We can throw some more of those in there because they're quick and easy. Um, give us some feedback. Give us some good reviews. Let us know how we're doing. We would love to hear from you. We would love to get the word spread to an even bigger audience. Because um, we just want to make people laugh about the horrible things in life. Yay! It's fun. It can be. <laughs> so, uh, I don't think I have anything else. I'm good. I think this uh, book is closed on Eric Clinton Kirk. Jimmy. Newman Jimmy. Magnata. Luca Rocco Magnata. Foot. Guy. Steak. Canadian. Kitten. Sorry.
dude, we have got to lay off of Canada for a while. 